Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iloveSCBC.org. Good morning and happy Easter, everybody, and happy Resurrection Sunday. Like the minister Larry did at the beginning, can we just shout out our liturgic, the traditional way to praise, to praise God through this Easter Sunday? That is Christ's reason. If I say that, and you will say, he is reason indeed. Can you say that? Or you can just type on the you know, Facebook chat box, or you can just say it with your family. Christ is reason. He is reason indeed. Christ is reason. He is reason indeed. Easter is without a doubt the pinnacle of our faith. Easter is one of the most important and wonderful events that ever happened in the history of our Christian faith and Christian life. You know, as I was thinking about how we can really celebrate this Easter Sunday in a more meaningful way, as we cannot even gather twice, two, you know, two years in a row on this Easter Sunday service. It's such a sad in my heart. So as I was thinking about what can we really make this Sunday service more fruitful and better. And, of course, there is no better way to inviting and bringing our children and being participating, being part of our service and our message. That's why I asked this question, what does Easter mean to you? And then all the ones, what does Easter mean to you and why it matters? And why it's relevant, you know, despite all this pandemic crisis? Listening to this, their messages, and then, you know, watching their responses to those questions and their answers, I was just mind-blowing. You know, my heart was just filled with joy as I was just looking at little ones. They're just so adorable. And then elementary and then especially youth group ones, on their answers and responses were so deep, right? And, and just so loving and so from different perspective. Uh, I hope that you learn a lot more about this Easter Sunday meeting, why it matters from our children and from our youth group. And as I take this moment to share with you about my meditation on this Easter Sunday, I want to ask you the same question. What does Easter mean to you in your life? Why does it matter? And why is it so relevant under this very difficult times pandemic crisis? I ask the same question. What does Easter mean to my life? Why it matters? And especially our little ones and our youth group and our elementary students, you know, they answered pretty much all the, 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 the answers to the question, right? Oh, Easter is a living hope. Easter is a love of God and grace of God and mercy of God. Easter is actually giving a, you know, another, another chance. The story of Easter is also the pinnacle of our Christian faith. I feel like I've got nothing left to share. I'm a pastor. You know, I've got to have this way of difficult concept into very simple terms so that you can remember and not forgetting about it. So let me just try this. If you may ask me about the meaning of Easter, what does Easter mean to me? It's my own personal answer from my own personal faith and perspective. My answer about the meaning of Easter. Easter means God's closing day. That's right. You heard me say right. Easter means God's closing day. 
You heard about this term and phrase closing day a lot, especially if you have ever bought a house before, right? About the three and a half years ago, Mina and I decided to buy a house. And I did not know as we just began and how difficult and how time, how much time consuming work that would be. I did not know there are so many and different steps of buying a house. So if you haven't done that yet, I just want to give you a little tip and just, just watch me and then how I can relate that to Easter Sunday, okay? First, well, what we did, we reviewed our finances and income and expenses and to figure out how much that we can afford our mortgage and then also how we can find our down payment. After we kind of settled that one out and we start looking at around, looking around the, the houses that's been on market, visiting the website like Zillow's or Redfin, you know, which is, we even visited a couple of places after we found out the, the, the houses that we like on the picture. And then during the opening days and then, and, you know, open houses days that we are, we're visiting a couple of houses. And when we found the house that we like, what you do, you make an offer. So we made an offer. And a little tip, when you make an offer, unless you are so rich and you don't care and you're willing to make an offer with, you know, 100% cash, it's always clever to write a heartfelt and then, you know, touching story of your life. Why you want to have that house sold. So we made a very competitive offer with a very touching and heartfelt story of our life. You know, how we came from South Korea 12 years ago and how we were able to study and then, you know, live our life here. And now we were just about to have our daughter because Mina was pregnant at that time. And we're so excited to really, you know, start blessing, blessed life with our family um, in this house. And I guess that really touched their heart, the sellers. So even a little lower than they actually put on the market, we were able to get it. Now, what's next step? Once, you, once your offer has been accepted and you're going to have inspectors inspecting the house, especially the houses of Massachusetts are so old, you're going to make sure to check every single thing in and out of house. In the meantime, you have to start what I call most unpleasant, most unwanted process that is called getting a mortgage. Especially, we did not have much credit history. No, we did not. I mean, no, our sellers were really great. So when I was actually dealing with a mortgage broker, I felt like I was being interrogated. He was asking every single question of my bank statement, my credit card statement, asking, oh, where this money came from, or where this money went, and look at the, your credit card, you know, spending. You gotta really make sure to pay off this before. I feel like, oh my God, like, I was being naked and being interrogated. But anyway, after we finished, went through that very long and difficult process, what is the final step? Final step is closing day. Now, the importance of this closing day even though the, the process is rather simple, why is so important? You go with your mortgage broker and in front of attorney, you sign off all the legal documents, meaning everything that you did, everything that you put on your effort and time and your money, whatever, and your, you know, your study on this market are going to be in vain, are going to be nothing unless... You close on a house. That's how important this closing day. And also the, one of the most 
glorious day. I still remember this closing after the closing day. It was rather simple. So we went to the Dunkin' Donuts in Wilmington. We'd never been there. At the time, it felt like we were driving some kind of suburb. Now I love my town. We love our town. So we stopped by Dunkin' Donuts and have a little cup of coffee. And then we straight to furniture store to buy a couple of furniture. Oh, it's just full of joy. But without having this closing day, everything that we have done, right? Everything that we have done were in vain. Now let's apply that to our Easter Sunday. Why the Resurrection Sunday so matters to our life. Think about all the ministries, the three years of Jesus Christ's ministries, his teaching with so clever way, you know, using the parable, sometimes direct teaching, all the miracle that he did, feeding 5,000, feeding 4,000, you know, healing those who are sick, you know, raising those who are lame, giving the sight of the, those who are blind, giving the hearings of those who are, you know, the deaf, and then also stop bleeding for the woman 12 years, even raising the deaf. And everything, and also the claims about himself, who he said, who he is. And he said who he is about his claim. Everything, all the ministry of Jesus Christ was going to be in vain when the crucifixion happened. When Christ died on the cross. Where is possible the sentence that man or woman ever, ever got? Think about that. When Christ died, all the lights are out. Right? about hope the disciples and followers of Jesus Christ had when Christ died considered as one of the worst criminal all the hopes of their Messiah Savior are gone their lights out how about this Christ movement when Christ was coming and turned the world upside down with his love with his caring think about that you know and that movement became in vain, that lies also out when Christ died. In fact, when Christ died, there was no hope, there's no joy, and the disciples and followers, they're only dealing with this old mixture of the feelings, feeling of emptiness, feeling of betrayal, feeling of doubt, and feeling of depression, and feeling of brokenhearted. Get this, after Jesus Christ died on the cross, there were no more Christians because there was no Christ. The God of Messiah, the thought that could be saving the whole world, he turned out to be common or the failure or it turned out to be he's not the right person. There was only a broken-hearted mother, broken-hearted women, and there were some disillusioned Galilean fishermen who thought they had wasted the season, very important seasons of their life. There are no more Christ followers. There are no more Christ believers, until this God's closing day, when God closed on this uh, mission that he had from the very beginning, when sin came down to the Garden of Eden. His mission was what? Saving the whole world. The salvation of the whole world. That mission was closing. And then the day Jesus Christ was resurrected, that is the closing day of God's of final and providential and also significant and sovereign plan that is a salvation mission and plan for whole world. When Christ was resurrected, that plan has been confirmed, sealed, and became truth and also completed. 
Think about that. A lot of people tend to celebrate cross, right? Wear the cross necklaces and bracelets or earrings and even cross ring. We tend to like cross and worship cross and even praise cross. But you know, we as a Christian, knowing that Easter Sunday is more important than crucifixion, we should have this mindset of celebrating more and better. It is God's final closing day for his mission for us. It's not about this cross, cross you know, the, the necklaces or earring. You should have the empty tomb earrings, empty tomb earrings, empty tomb ring, or empty tomb necklaces. Wouldn't that be beautiful? I've never seen anyone wearing that type of jewelry. It is our heart should be more geared onto this, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that. Peter, as he was experiencing crucifixion, it was a shameful day for him as well because he denied three times. But after he experienced his resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, he became so passionate, even more about the 30 years after Jesus Christ resurrected and ascended heaven, you know, visited the village to village, delivering the gospel. And John Mark, who is the founder and the writer and author of the first gospel of the New Testament, Gospel of Mark, was accompanying with Peter and doing the ministry together a lot. And after he heard not about Jesus Christ's teaching story, not about Jesus Christ's ministry story, not even about Jesus Christ's crucifixion story. I'm sure Peter didn't like to tell that story because of his failure. But it is because of the story of resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. John Mark heard about it. So excited. I can imagine that. Can you just repeat that again? That line. How Jesus Christ showed up. How he kind of passed through this wall. And how he was ascended to heaven. How the, the, you know, the Mary Magdalene found this empty tomb. Let me just write down. Let me just put them in a document. That's how the first gospel ever has given to birth. And then using the Gospel of Mark, Gospel of Matthew, Luke, and John, and other Gospels, and other even epistle stories been written upon it. My dear brothers and sisters, truly believe that Easter means to me, at least, it's God's closing day. All the mission that started from the beginning of creation, when the sin came down on Eden, and God's closing day was when Jesus Christ not died, but resurrected from death. Risen Jesus Christ as a true meaning and identity of who we are. That's why the meaning of Jesus, meaning of Easter, as God's closing day. God put on a closing on this amazing mission. And why it matters? Because when he completed the mission, everything that Christ, he said, and he claimed uh, himself about who he is, and all the mission, all the prophecies, and all the teaching that he did became true. All the love and all the passion that he gave on the people that became so true. So, my beloved brothers and sisters, let me ask this question again. What does Easter mean to you? And why it matters to your life, especially during these difficult times? To me, it is one of the glorious and joyous days because this is God's closing day, final day for his mission, that we know through Christ that we have not only eternal life, that we also have this joy that we can extend the kingdom of God here on us by reaching out the same way Jesus Christ did to those who are in need, those who are marginalized, and those who are really less fortunate. So may we, holding the true spirit and identity of this Easter as God's 
final day, God's closing day. And then we go, ah, oh, the same way that Jesus Christ share his love and his grace and his mercy and his passion to those who are in need. May God bless you. Amen.